Podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks Podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know you can download any of these free apps, any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. Every one of them are free. And you know in doing so, you would be joining the thousands upon thousands listening every week from all over this blue marble planet. Let's check it out. Of course, we got the USA at number one, Nigeria, United Kingdom, Australia, Latvia, South Africa, Indonesia, Canada, Singapore, Norway, Philippines, Ghana. India, Netherlands, and Peru, and of course, those parts that are unknown. Thank you so much for helping spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ worldwide. A new year, and I'm looking forward to what God is doing with this little podcast. Now, you're going to have to excuse my voice. I'm hitting this very early this morning. So, I'm, hello, let me clear my throat. A little early for me to be talking this morning. Uh, I don't usually have words until a pot of coffee, so a little rough for me this morning. But there's a reason why. You couldn't guess what I have in store for today. Uh, myself, along with Pastor Michelle and Associate Pastor Nathan Gasford, uh, we are working an event later today, Midget Wrestling. Yeah, you heard that right. Midget wrestling, the things we do for an opportunity to possibly share Jesus with somebody. Now, we've been asked to help with this event. Very, You would be surprised. Now, when I, listen, you can't get offended when I say midget because I don't call it that. They call it that. It's midget wrestling, the dwarfinators. You, you cannot believe the following. The, the place is sold out. We were asked to come and help uh, with this event at a venue here locally that we <clears throat> have a good rapport with and, and with some of the people that are putting it on. And so uh, so we will. So we are. So, yeah, uh, I'm having to hit this very early this morning, so you're going to have to excuse uh, my voice. I'm definitely not uh, ready to be speaking, but we're going to jump into it anyway because we're in the third part of a series I have titled Hearing how and why we can expect to be able to hear God. And today, just jumping right into it, how about I can hear God because I am a prophet? Oh, really? I am a prophet? Can somebody say that? Well, let's talk about it. Can everyone prophesy? Well, the Bible says we can, so let's look at this. Let's clear some stuff up about this. Now, in Numbers, we see what I would call this prayer from Moses. It would be a prayer that every burned-out pastor has, if you will. If you love me, kill me. So God says, hey, listen, calm down. You just need some good help, that's all. You need these elders to help you. So that happens, and this is what he says in Numbers 11. So Moses, he went out, and he told the people the words of the Lord, and he gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people, and he placed them round about the tabernacle. Then the Lord came down in the cloud, and he spoke to them. Now, what, what does it say? He, God, spoke to Moses. And he took of the spirit that was upon Moses, and he placed the same upon the 70 elders. Let me jump in here and say this. This is when we have suffered issues in the churches when somebody has a different spirit than the leadership. We've had this issue here. Has to be the same spirit. And it happened that when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied 
although they never did so again. So when the Spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but then never did so again. Verse 26, but two men had remained in the camp. The name was Eldad, and the other one was Medad, and the Spirit rested upon them. Now, they were among those listed, but who had not gone out to the tabernacle, yet they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran, and he told Moses, as he said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. So Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, one of his choice men answered and said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them. Then Moses said to him, are you zealous for my sake? Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put a spirit upon them. And Moses returned to the camp, he and his elders of Israel. So three things again today. Number one, all can prophesy. All of us have the ability to do this. He said, oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. That's the key, his spirit upon them. Wouldn't it be great if God put his spirit upon all people? Because when his spirit came on them, they prophesied. We jump forward, Acts 2, verse 16. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. That's everybody. Your young men shall see vision. Your old men shall dream dreams. On down to verse 18. And on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out of my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 31. For you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. All can prophesy. You can. God says you can prophesy. Now, we're talking about hearing from God, but in order to prophesy, you would have to first what? Hear from God to be able to give that to somebody. So doesn't it make sense that if you can all prophesy, well, I would suppose that means you can all hear God speak, right? If prophecy is a message from God, and you can do it according to the Bible, then you can hear God. That's the point of the series. Can I hear God, and how do I hear God? So we can hear God. Acts 2, Pentecost, this is that fulfillment of Moses' prayer. Oh, that God would pour out his spirit upon all of his children, that all of God's people would prophesy. It says God's spirit rested upon them and they prophesied, but then they, they never prophesied again. We're talking about Moses' elders, and here's why. It's because Holy Spirit came upon them, but did not remain upon them. It's what we call the baptism in the Holy Spirit, is when Holy Spirit comes upon you, but remains. And the first person ever to experience this was actually Jesus himself. John 1 and verse 33, I did not know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Remaining, the Spirit came upon Saul and he prophesied, but the Spirit did not remain upon him. Descending and remaining. This is he who baptizes with Holy Spirit. So when I say Holy Spirit remains, well, that doesn't mean that we always yield to him though. That's the problem. But he's always there for when you want to. Now, come on, we've all had this. What's me, what's him? We've felt that prompting sometimes, what's me, what's him, though? And Holy Spirit's there, and sometimes we just don't yield. But he's always there for when you want to. He walks beside us. He wants to come alongside you. Jesus said that when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will speak. He will tell you things. He wants to speak to you. This has happened to me many times. I was at the local gym working out, minding my own business as I do. 
And there was a couple there last summer. They were obviously tourists who were visiting. I knew or had seen most of the people who go to this local gym. It's a very small town. I'd never seen these people before. Well, this man and this woman, and they were just working out. Nothing special happening to draw any attention to them in any way. They're just working out, just like me. And I knew the Spirit of the Lord was trying to get my attention to go speak to this man. <clears throat> I couldn't get away from it. But I didn't know exactly what I was going to, to say or to do until I moved and made up my mind that I was going to yield to Holy Spirit because he wasn't going to leave me alone. So I approached this man and I said, hey, excuse me, I, I don't know you, but I felt like God told me to tell you that it's okay to move ahead with the deal, that he's in it. It's what you've been praying about. And he says, yes. And this man just started to weep and calls his wife over and she's like, honey, what is wrong? And, and told her everything that I said. And he started weeping and she started weeping and they, he grabbed his phone and he called somebody and he told him, let's move ahead. You won't believe what just happened to me. And he shared that I had approached them in the gym. And what happened was they had this big business deal that they had been struggling with if they should do it because it involved millions of dollars. And he said he and his wife had been praying about it, but not hearing. And they were about to give up on it until right that moment. And he said, who are you? And I said, I'm just a messenger sent to tell you to move ahead. That's all. But I heard God speak. He speaks. He speaks through you. What? He, he speaks through you too. So all can prophesy. Number two, prophecy is not manipulative. In other words, it's not to get people to do what you want them to do. You don't just get to feel a certain way and say something and then add, thus saith the Lord. That is so dangerous. That is so dangerous. That's dangerous ground. Jeremiah 23 and verse 25, I have heard that the prophets have said who prophesy lies in my name saying, I have dreamed. I have dreamed. How long will this be in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies? Indeed, they are prophets of deceit of their own heart. Jeremiah 23, 30 and 31. Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, says the Lord, who steal my words, everyone from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, says the Lord, who use their tongues and say, he says. That's capital he. God says. Ezekiel twenty two twenty eight. Her prophets plastered them with untempered mortar, seeing false visions and divining lies for them, saying, thus says the Lord God, when the Lord had not spoken. Please. Be careful. You can prophesy, but be careful with uh, thus says the Lord. I usually say I was praying for you and I really felt like the Lord said, and, and you know, I just want to run this by you. I'm going to submit this to you. You know, the Bible says that we are to not take the name of the Lord in vain. And yes, that means what we think it means. That word vain also means selfishness. So do not take or use the name of the Lord for selfish reasons. No, I, I do think it means don't use it uh, as, as profanity, uh, uh, you know, type of a word for sure. But I think it also means for selfish gains. Your desires with his name on it, right? I, I think when somebody comes to give you a word, you need to have your antenna up, right? A, a discerning antenna. Does this bear witness? Is this along the lines of what God has been impressing upon me? I know uh, I had a pastor who was struggling with finances at the church, always in debt, terrible. Always a, a month away from the bank taking the church. He was terrible with money. But he stood up right after the new year one year, and me knowing about the finances and how terrible they were, 
Uh, but it was because he was terrible with it. Uh, he would have money to pay the bills, which were very high, but he would go and buy a sign or let's build another this, or we didn't need this at the time, but he would always go into debt, borrowing money from the bank who would loan him the money all the time, literally hoping that he would falter so they could take the building. So he stands up and he says, God told me to tell all of you that you are to give all your tax returns this year to the church, thus saith the Lord. And it, and listen, and it wasn't. And the proof to me was it didn't meet any needs whatsoever. People did it. He took that, and it didn't catch up on the bills, but took that and did something else stupid with it and was like a bag with holes in it. After being the pastor of that church for 30 years, he died owing more on it than when he took it over 30 years earlier. Now explain that. It was his desire to get more money, and God had nothing to do with it in any way. And it put a lot of people in a hard spot because they were led to believe that if they would, that they would be blessed back. And instead of them praying, they just blindly followed what he said to do. And many got themselves into a mess with it and it hurt them and it hurt the church. What am I saying? Does a bear witness with you? But thus says the Lord, I've had a man corner me here at the church and tell me, I mean, with all boldness that God told him that he was going to take over the church. And I said, no, he didn't. Well, how do you know? I said, because I was just talking to him. He didn't mention it. This guy was serious. So we can all prophesy so that we can learn. That's the key. You may very well miss it by an honest mistake, and that's okay if we learn from it. We are learning to hear God's voice, so it's, it's never going to be manipulative to get your own way. And number three, prophecy is encouraging. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 1, pursue love desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Now, notice three actions here. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially desire, that's the intended purpose, that you may prophesy, desire it. Isn't that something? The Bible tells you to desire it. We've been kind of led to believe you better not. So I want to ask you, I just read this, how many of you would pursue love? How many of you desire spiritual gifts? Yeah. How many desire, especially that we may prophesy? Oh, I bet that number is a little bit different than the first two, right? We read it here, verse three, but he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. Now I can say it's encouragement. I would sum it up. It's encouragement. But here edification or to be built up, exhortation, right? That's strengthening for you and encouragement and comfort. If you've received a prophecy that has led you to worry and fret, to feel like, man, I don't, I don't know. This seems terrible. I, I'm going to say that's very possibly not from God, right? Come on. We, we got to put it to the scripture test. Did it edify you? Did it comfort you? Did it strengthen you? Then there you go. People so have been taught wrong about this, but he who prophesies, speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Well, doesn't God correct us sometimes? Yeah, but that's not prophecy. Not according to the scripture. God might correct us through spiritual authorities and others, but don't call it prophecy. Encouragement. 1 Corinthians 14, 31. For you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. You can all prophesy, but listen, why would God say you could if you couldn't? Well, he wouldn't say that. 
why would God say desire that you may prophesy and you can all do it? Why say that if you couldn't do it? If he says you can, then that means you can hear God's voice. Paul and Barnabas, famous missionary team. Did you know that Barnabas um, wasn't the name that he got from his mother and father? That wasn't his birth name. Acts 4.36, and, and Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus. I have to wonder what name would your friends give you? Son of anger? Son of, uh, you know, <laughs> son of criticism? Would you ever be named son of encouragement? Come on, would you? Well, encourage somebody. So you can encourage, right? Put somebody into courage. You can put courage into somebody or you can discourage, meaning removing courage from somebody. Think about it. Are you putting in or are you taking courage out. Now, Judas and Silas themselves being prophets also exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. That's Acts 15, 32. It does not say they rebuked and corrected and tore them down. It says, since they were prophets, they exhorted and strengthened the brethren. They must have been pastors as well because it says with many words. I dare to say that some of us have prophesied and maybe didn't even know that we did. So have you ever felt led to send somebody a card to encourage them or a note or give somebody a scripture. And then they're like, I can't believe that you gave me that scripture. It's the same one the Lord gave me earlier this week, right? 31,133 verses in the Bible. And just by chance you picked that one. No, no, that desire came from God. You heard God to encourage somebody. If prophecy is encouragement and prophecy is a word from God, then what does that tell you about God? God is a very encouraging God. Do you know that God is for you and not against you? God is pulling for you. God wants to encourage you. We have a very uplifting God. God's sitting over there going, boy, go get him. Come on, go get him. That's right, I got you, go get him. He wants a whole bunch of field agents taking the streets, going out and placing courage in to the people. But in order to give a message from God, you would have to first hear from God. Hearing. So if my Bible says that we're all prophets, now listen, don't, I'm not trying to minimalize the true office of a prophet, and yet it says we can all prophesy, just like it says we should do the work of the evangelist. That doesn't mean you might stand in the office, but you're going to have the same spirit, okay? Here's God saying, you all have a chance to prophesy if you would yield to the spirit of God that is resting upon you. If you would yield to that, you have the ability to prophesy. Well, then if you have the ability to prophesy, you 100% are able to hear from God. Friends, listen to me. God wants to speak to you and others today, and he just might want to use you to do it. To move upon you to bring courage to the people. Stop listening to this doom and gloom. That is not prophecy. Biblically, that's not prophecy. That's discouraging. 
That's removing courage. God is wanting to encourage, and the Bible says in the last days, God is pouring out of his spirit upon all flesh, and they would prophesy because of it. So allow God to pour that out upon you, and then listen, yield to him and listen, hearing him speak, and then you speak. That's all the time I have for today. Thank you for joining me on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Hey, until next time, I'm going to be hearing from God and speaking. See, I'm prophesying to you all right now that you shall attempt the ridiculous and achieve the miraculous. Oh, 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 oh,